0: Friend, and welcome to Becoming Aligned, the podcast with Lauren Ricks. I'm so excited and so honored you are here. This podcast is for you if you are an on the go mompreneur looking for a different way of doing life and business, a more God centered way that feels aligned with how you want to show up in this season of life you are in right now. Because I see you, mama, hustling around the clock, burnt out, and missing out on all the moments that you thought you would see because you can't let go of the hustle. There is a different way and in this podcast we will cover conversations about God and your faith, being an entrepreneur, all things mother, and out of the box thinking. I cannot wait to take you on this journey with me. Welcome back to Becoming Aligned with Me, Lauren. And I'm so excited to have, I feel like we're friends, even though I don't think we've even met yet. (laughs) We are friends. You used to live across the street
1: from my brother. That makes you family pretty much.
0: I know your nephew. Um, Yeah. yeah. Um, Lindsay Adams here with us. And I met Lindsay through social media, but also it's so weird. Like when, when we lived in Utah, I lived by her brother. And her nephew and my son, Grayson, were, like, really good friends, like, still. Grayson's like, Hudson, Hudson, Hudson. This is so funny. Um, But I was on Lindsay's podcast, gosh, last year, and I've just been, like, following along, and I love everything you do. So I would love for you to share, like, a little bit about you before we dive into, like, our juicy topic today, because I'm really excited to, like, pick your brain around nervous system and life, really. So
1: yeah so my name's Lindsay. I'm a child therapist and mindful motherhood educator. I've been a therapist for over ten years, and I work mostly with kids, but I do do work with like adolescents adults parents and something that I saw was there's this gap in resources for parents um in that like things they can do at home like practical tips rather than just like clinical textbook information and then I met Paige and she's like my business soulmate and we started mindful as a mother together and so we've just been wanting to like get this information to the masses
0: cuz you guys have a podcast yes and then you have your Facebook community which I'll link both of those down below um, and you guys do like some really awesome master classes. Do you do one every month or like every couple months? I know you do a couple no, of-
1: we both have ADHD, so we are like disorganized AF. Yeah. Um, so but really it's just kind of like when we get the feeling we're both really good. That's why our business partnership works so well is we're both really good at just trusting each other and how each other's feeling. So if we're burnout, we tell each other and the other one picks up the slack. If and and there's no like judgment or resentment that builds up from that, it's really like the best business partnership you could ask for. So we do masterclasses. We've done a few of those. We've done small courses, some, and then we have the podcast together and we're just about to start season three, which is about ADHD.
0: Oh, I love that. That's going to be so good. And you, I know we talked about this like ages ago on your podcast, but you are a Manny Gen also with human design, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so. a two,
1: I'm a two, four emotional Manny Gen oh. for all the human design. people.
0: Yeah. And I'm a two, five, do you know, if, like, do you have an open, like your open head centers, Ajna, both of them? I,
1: yeah, both of them are open, but my root is closed, which I think helps me a little, but yeah. my
0: spleen is completely open. That's funny. And I have both of my, my head is all open too. And I'm like, it makes so much sense as to why I'm just like, what, what, what idea this way, this way, this way, this way, like so many things going on. Yeah. And I think uh, this maybe has
1: something to do with the nervous system, but like giving myself permission to not follow every like ping I get in my brain. Like, Oh, that idea just might not be mine. Like, it's yeah. okay, I don't have to do all the things.
0: Yeah. That's such a good point. Cause I feel like that's something over the last couple of months that I've even realized of like, Oh, maybe this idea isn't for me to do, but it's like an idea for me to hold for one of my clients or for something else. Right. It's mm-hmm. like such good awareness. Um, So I love that, well, we're going to talk about nervousism, but I love that you guys create stuff for really parents, right? And for children, not necessarily for children, but for children, because the parents kind of have to Mm -hmm. use it for the children, but that we can use on like a daily basis. Cause I feel like that's something that can really be missed. Right. It's like, yeah, I can go to therapy and that can help there, but it's like, then what do I do at home? Right. And I know Have you just recently started tapping into like understanding nervous system work? Is that something that's kind of been new for you or have you been doing it for a while?
1: Well, okay. So I teach you a little bit about the nervous system in therapy school. Okay. Um, Therapy school. I got my master's in social work, Um, but some people get theirs in like counseling. Right. So They teach you a little bit about it, but the therapy world is just kind of getting hip to the nervous system and polyvagal theory. And that's kind of stemmed from EMDR. I don't know if you've heard of that before, but um, so I had heard of it before and I understood it, but I didn't understand how much it impacts everything we do until recently. So it's kind of been this beautiful like experience where um, the therapy world is catching up to that while like the online community is learning these things. And so it's all kind of just like come together perfectly.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, I just wanted to write down a question that I was going to ask you at the end. Um, So what has been... (sighs) like getting into the nervous system work, right? So I feel like for me, like I've been tapping into learning about nervous system too this last year. And for me, it was just like mind blowing in the sense of like, we're taught so much like mindset, 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 like change your thoughts, think something different, and everything will change. And like when I started learning about how much is like housed in our nervous system, and it's like, helping our bodies feel, you know, safe with different things we're doing, I was like blown away of like, oh my gosh, my body has way, I don't want to say way more say, but like way more say in like what happens in like what my brain is thinking, especially as like what we just talked about being an open mind with my human design is like, my brain is all over the place sometimes. Right. So do you want to touch on that a little bit of just like, yeah, how our body that like come yeah. up Traditionally,
1: oh. we're taught that like our mindset and there's even like uh, therapy schools that like focus mostly on thoughts and correcting thoughts. And we should definitely be doing that. But really, that's like 5% of what's driving the train. It, that And that is why you get um, and this is something I see a lot is parents come to you and you're like, I'm trying so hard to not yell at my kids. I am trying so hard. I'm doing all the things. And I still just snap and it's like something takes over and I'm zero to 100. And I have no control over it. And that's like that 95%, which is like, your subconscious, unconscious, and you, and your nervous system reacting to perceived danger, um, and so understanding that really helped me. One, let go of the guilt and shame of like I'm not fucking this. Oh, can I swear? Sorry. Yeah, you can. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not like completely fucking this up or failing at this. It is really that I need to work on my own regulation and my own nervous system because I can tell myself in my brain I'm safe in this moment, but until my body experiences that and truly believes and feels that nothing's going to change in my parenting and in my behavior with my kids and um understanding that in our kids we can link most behaviors that are really annoying or that we don't like back to the nervous system and it helps us help them so that they don't have to do this work at like 30 like we're right. doing right
0: oh my gosh and that was literally like my question i wrote down because i feel like as you as a mother, and I can't speak for like husbands, but as a mother, and you like start doing this work on yourself, you just become aware of like, oh my gosh, I really don't want to traumatize my children. Like, I really don't want to like send them to their room too much. And then like, have that be a cause of some type of trauma or like, you just like become more aware of it because you're working on your own trauma. Right. Um, so I don't know, like, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I didn't really have anything. I was just going to keep talking.
1: I was just going to say that. I think too, like I had this, like I was meditating today and I had this insight about like, I'm doing a lot of like money mindset work, um, with my nervous system. And I don't know where this came through. I'll just think a guide or spirit guide or something for that. But like that, um, I viewed like getting, receiving gifts as being like spoiled and as being a negative thing in the past. Mm. And it it helped me realize that like even these small things that adults said or did to me as a kid like stuck with me in my limiting beliefs and that can feel like that realization really cool for myself now that I can heal that but can feel like a lot of pressure as a parent because it's right. like I could in on a bad day in an offhanded way say something that affects my child for years and years and I think we need to try and take the pressure off ourselves and. Recognize we're we're gonna give them shit to deal with. They're all gonna probably need therapy, and it's okay. And the goal is to just do it a, a little less than our parents did it to us. Right. And if we frame it in that way, it feels like there's uh, more permission to mess it up or to say the wrong thing or to not be perfect. And we can talk through those things, like, "Hey, I said this thing to you, and um, I didn't. I didn't mean it. I'm really sorry, and I never should have said that." And we can help correct that while they're young. Um, but also sometimes people start their healing journey um, especially with the nervous system. And then they feel so much pressure to not raise a child with a dysregulated nervous system and uh, your nervous system needs um, challenges and dysregulation. Stress is healthy and good on some level. It's chronic overwhelming stress for a long periods of time that creates dysregulated people.
0: Right. I know somebody who, um, one of my mentors who taught me a lot about like our nervous system and regulation is like, our body need, yeah, like you said, needs to be regulated and it helps it be flexible, right? Like mm-hmm. we want a flexible nervous system. And I think like the biggest thing there is like becoming aware of when you're dysregulated and having like tools to help you regulate, right? So like, do you have any tips of like what we can do as mothers when we are feeling, well, first, first, maybe let's talk about what it maybe feels like to be dysregulated. Cause I feel like that awareness piece can be huge. A lot of people might not even know like what does that feel like when you're That's the
1: hardest part, yeah. to be honest with you. Um so you you can learn about the nervous system, you can take in the information and that's always like step one. So learn right. about how your nervous system works, Google polyvagal theory, look up window of tolerance, um, and then being aware that like sensory issues and overstimulation, which are two big things in motherhood, even if you don't have those outside of motherhood, um, can can cause your body to go into fight or flight. Then becoming really aware of what it feels like when your body is in fight or flight, because I used to have this, even as a therapist, this belief that like, I'm fine. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not like visibly upset. My heart isn't racing. My heart isn't pounding. But when I really broke it down and started to just observe myself and my thoughts, it was like going from task to tasks, like a chicken with my head cut off, getting frustrated when I can't finish one thing and um feeling constant pressure to keep moving and keep doing is low level fight or flight right and so just observing yourself and your body what happens is as we've been programmed and in childhood we've become disconnected from our bodies we don't trust ourselves and our feelings because we're told you're okay stop crying suck it up don't be sad don't be scared whatever that is Mm -hmm. so Getting in tune with your body, this can look like yoga, meditation, um, like body scans, body awareness. For me, it's like um, connecting feelings to where they are in the body. So like, what do I feel in my body right now? So maybe I feel like I think I'm calm, but if my chest is tight, I'm probably not calm. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. paying attention, opening the notes up in your phone and just writing down like triggers or times when you felt activated or pressured throughout the day. And then you can look back and see like, Oh, these are my common triggers. And these are the things that my body does. Right. I love I that. That,
0: was that. Yeah. A, no that answer your question. Okay. Yeah. That's so good because I feel like so many of us are probably walking around in low level fight or flight or in freeze where we're just not doing anything. And it's like super low level. Like we don't even maybe realize it's because we've been doing it for so long.
1: That's just life, right? Like yeah. I've lived my whole life like this. Um, freeze too creates this like disconnection from body and from being able to. So like, um, have you ever, ever asked someone like what they're feeling right now? And they're like, I don't know mm. where, and, and I ask this a lot cause I'm a therapist, right. but like if you ask someone where they're feeling something in their body and they say, I don't know, or I don't know what sadness feels like in my body, they are probably in freeze mm. because you're so disconnected from your body that you, and numb that you can't even like make that connection.
0: That's crazy. I know for me, when I started diving into this, I realized how much I felt. um, I don't want to use the word safe, but like comfortable in chaos, like growing up being the oldest of four and we lived in a small house, like there was just chaos all over the place. So then it's like now being a mom, having chaos and being able to do like multitasking all the time. Like you said, like like when I'm going like a hundred miles an hour, my husband says this all the time because he just said this the other day. Cause I dropped a I dropped a cutting board on the floor because I was going like a million miles an hour because I felt like I had to get stuff done before the kids needed something. And I dropped the cutting board on the floor and it broke a hole in our tile on the floor. Oh what? How is that possible? I don't know. And he was just like, Lauren, you need to start slowing down. And I'm like, Like so much like anxiousness because I'm like, but I got to hurry up and get this done before the kids need something else. Right. Like I want to get my lunch made so I can eat my lunch before they need something else. Right. And it's like, we just like are in that sometimes as, as moms. And it's like, when we can become aware of that and be like, okay, I need to like come back into my body. What kind of tips do you have for like coming back into our body? If you can be aware of like when you're dysregulated or in fight or flight, what kind of tips do you have? Anything
1: using your five senses to get you back into the present moment. So this is where we talk about like grounding techniques. Um, Scent is a really big one because uh your olfactory nerve bypasses your amygdala. So your amygdala is like your fear thing in the brain, your fear messenger. So you um, finding a scent that's really like calming or grounding to you can be a really good way to just like take a minute, take a deep breath, breathe in that scent. Taste is another good one. So um, eating a mint or a sour patch or a chocolate and just like focusing on what it tastes like. Um, The other thing I do that works really well for me is I go in the bathroom, I turn the lights off, I lock the door so the kids can't find me, put my hand on my heart and I just like take five breaths and I just feel myself breathe. And if your exhale is longer than your inhale, it signals to your body that that there's not a threat. You're safe because if you have time to do that, then you're safe. So really you want to signal to your body that like, hey, I'm safe here
0: um, so that your mind follows. Right. Right. Because I think what I used to always think was our body follows our mind, but really it's our mind follows our body. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like how many of us are trying to like change our reality by just changing our thoughts and changing our mind. Mm -hmm. Then our body is like completely doing the opposite thing. And it's like, we need to really work on our nervous system and our mind or our, our body first and our mind will hopefully follow. Right. Yes.
1: And, and like having that compassion with yourself that your body's sending a signal that there's real danger here. So when you're rushing around, trying to make your lunch, your body is saying like, I need to do this, because if I don't, there, there will be real danger. And even though there isn't. Right. And so just like having that compassion and sometimes with our nervous system, we want, we need to just like hold its hand and walk alongside of it rather than trying to shove it out of the way. So instead of saying like, I'm safe, calm down, this isn't a big deal saying like, Hey, I get what you're doing here. You need to, you're trying to protect me, but, but I'm good. Like I'm at home, I'm safe. Like, it's just a sandwich. It's going to be okay. You know? Right.
0: Yeah, for sure. How can we help our kids do that? Because I feel like as adults, it's, I don't want to use easier. I'm using quotations easier for us to do it with ourselves. But how can we really like help our children start implementing or like what tips, not even tips, but like what kind of things can we help our children do to help regulate themselves?
1: Yeah. So being really aware of their nervous system, I actually have like a nervous system cheat sheet in my store. It's like seven bucks, but it like lists, um, all of the different things that are like behavioral indicators of like fight, flight, freeze. So really like observing your child's reactions and what they do in the moment. So if something doesn't go their way and they start like getting louder, becoming aggressive, throwing toys, maybe hitting their, a fighter. Right. Um, and trying to like meet them at that need, like you feel you're in danger right now. What can I do to make you feel safe? The two things we can do are to remove the perceived sense of threat. So if someone takes a toy from them, it's not real danger, but it's perceived danger, loss of control. Right. So how can I help them feel in control? And sometimes it's letting them choose like they're coping. Um what they do next, different things like that. And then the second thing is giving them skills or cues of safety. And so um, using those uh, sensory things um, that you would use for yourself with kids, teaching them breathing techniques. They have a ton on, um, oh, I'm liking Cosmic Yoga, a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And um, Zen Noodle is the other one um, that have like free things you can just practice with your kids. And with them, you want to practice it when they're regulated, and when they're not regulated so that their brain makes the connection, okay. but helping them helping cue the safety. So maybe it's a stuffy, a soft blanket, a scent they like, um, tents are really good for kids. Cause it's like containing and can help them feel safe. Weighted. I already said weighted blankets, didn't I? Yeah, sorry. I
0: don't think you did, but
1: weighted blankets and anything like that. They even make like weighted stuffed animals now or scented ones, just anything to help them feel safe. And as you're kind of walking them through this and co-regulating with them, you're actually teaching them how to do it themselves. And then you can talk about once they're calm, not until they're calm, because when they're still in fight or flight, it's not gonna go anywhere but you can talk about like what did it feel like in your body when your brother took that toy from you and they'll be like oh I got really mad and my my fist clenched and and they could say yeah that means you're angry so you're creating that body awareness within them that they can notice when they're angry so then you can say next time maybe when you start to feel your fist clench because it's always in the body first feelings land in the body first um what can we do instead of punching our brother in the face Well, maybe I could come tell you or I could go get my stuffy or I could, you know, and talking through those things with them. Mm -hmm. So it's really like learning through co-regulation and doing with them. Mm -hmm. And the hard part about this in parenting is it takes a lot of, it takes you one, you being regulated. That's (laughs) why you always have to regulate yourself first. And two, like the time and intentionality to do that. And I always tell parents, I know we don't always have the time to like walk through this whole thing. So do it when you have the time. Because if you do it when you have the time, then hopefully you can prompt it when you don't have the time and it'll all work out.
0: Right. Right. And this can be kind of challenging, right? Because like you said, if you're not, you're not regulated, you want to just snap. Right. And it's like, I get caught doing that all the time where it's like, I'm at my wits end with talking back. Like, I have a six-year-old and I feel like we are in just this like talking backstage of like everything's talking back. And then my three-year-old is now talking back because my son is talking back. And it's like, you, you kind of get to your wits end sometimes, but it's also then like looking at, okay, I am dysregulated by this. Why am I dysregulated by this? And like working through it myself. But then it's like, okay, having that communication, sometimes it's like, we just step over the communication piece and just like consequence, or punish. Right. And it's like, is that consequence and punishment really helping? Like, do you have like your, I don't know what the word would be your, um, opinion on consequences and punishment when it comes to like children? Um,
1: I don't use them very often in my own parenting or I try not to, um, I think that there's a time and a place for them. And yeah. usually it's with older kids who um, maybe knowingly made a poor decision right. and it's a wait. and and it's always best if they're like natural consequences, the, the consequences um, that I is with my kids are more like in the moment, natural consequences. Like you, you guys are really fighting over this toy and you guys can't seem to like work it out. So I'm just going to put the toy in timeout for a little right.
0: bit. Right, right, right.
1: Um, And I think the connecting piece is really hard because a lot of times it's like we're in a battle in the high emotions. And by the time we get to the end, we're just exhausted and we miss the most important part, which is like talking through it afterwards. It doesn't have to be a big conversation. It can just be like, what can you do next time? Where did you feel that in your body? Um, What are you proud of yourself for in that situation? So maybe I'm not proud that I hit my brother, but I am proud that I was able to like calm down afterwards.
0: Right. Oh, that's a good piece to like helping them see what they did that, like, what are you proud of during this situation? Right. Because sometimes I think we're just so focused on like what they did wrong Mm -hmm. and we can help them see like, you did something really good here and like praise the good piece instead of just always focusing on the bad piece. Yeah. Um, I also want to say what you said, because I always tell my husband this of like, when they are in fight or flight or when they are in tantrum or when they are in meltdown mode, like that is not the time to be like, trying to teach them a lesson. And it's so funny because my husband is like that all the time where he's like trying to like teach a lesson or like do something while they're like in full-on like screaming. And I'm like, just let them finish the thing. And then we can talk to them when they're finishing the thing. And I mean, that's a whole thing on him probably dysregulating and whatever, you know, but do you want to touch on that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's as parents, we all have really good intentions and we feel this immense pressure to teach our kids things. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of times when I talk to parents about this and even I see it in with myself and with my husband is there's this pressure, like I want my kids to know that they cannot act like this. Right. Right. And it's not that they can't act like that. It's like, I want them to be able to regulate their emotions when you get underneath. Like I want them to be successful and emotionally healthy kids. Right. And so recognizing that that's the goal and trusting yourself that you'll circle back to it later. Right. Right. Like, and it can even be like a trial thing. Like, let's just try it this way and see what happens. Let's try giving them the time and space to calm down and see what happens if we try and have the conversation later. Um, Sometimes we forget that kids have kid brains too. And we just want to like tell them what's up. We need to get it off our chest because we're angry And then we get frustrated when they don't respond in the way we want them to. So just reminding yourself, they have kid brains that you will teach them and guide them, but it doesn't have to be at this moment. If you're in fight or flight, you feel pressure to act right now, to fix this right now. And that's where we enter into situations as parents dysregulated. Like if if everyone's safe and the house isn't burning down, like you can take a second and regulate yourself it will be okay. And I say to my kids all the time, like, I'll talk to you about this in just a second. And maybe it's that I need to finish what I'm doing so I can fully focus on them. Maybe it's that I need to go in the bathroom and take 10 deep breaths so I can talk it through with them, but it really helps me be more like present and give them what they need. So recognizing that's likely a fight or flight response on your part too.
0: Right. I think it's so powerful too, as parents, for them to watch us, like, be dysregulated but also then regulate ourselves and like seeing us do that also and not just like telling them to do it but also being like mommy's really frustrated right now and I need to take some breaths and I just need a minute Mm
1: -hmm. and then
0: having them know that because I know my kids I mean my kids tell me all the time mom are you frustrated yes I'm a little bit frustrated right now I just need to take a minute or like Parker whenever I drop anything she's like mom you gotta slow down you need mm-hmm. to slow down. And I'm like, I know I do need to slow down. And then I like take some breaths. And then she's like, okay, you, be- you better now. And I'm like, yep, I'm better now. So it's like, they're, they're watching us. And it's like, yeah, they have these like, little kid brains, but also it's like, they absorb so much of like what we're doing. And it's like, we, us working on our own self really can like trickle into like them, wanting to learn more too, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, and when you talked about like how to teach this to our kids, you teach it to your kids by doing it. Like when you embody it and you are doing it. And so this is the hard thing with the nervous system. And I had to learn this the hard way because I thought like, even as a therapist, I could like learn all the things and I could intellectualize and I could bypass my own body and my own nervous system and just be okay. And that's not how it works. Like you have to actually do the work and embody like living like this for your kids to pick up on it and do it. And I think that's, what's hard in parenting is we want to be better for our kids, but then we get there and we realize, Oh crap, I really have to deal with all this.
0: Right. It's work. Like that's the inner work that we, I don't want to say should be doing, but can be doing. <laughs> I don't want to even say need, but like probably need to be doing is that inner work just so it's like, we can teach our children how to do it too, because it's so, it's so powerful. So powerful. Well,
1: and most people that are uh, resistant to doing the work, but like, if they're listening to this podcast or they're wanting to teach their kids, these skills, they have a natural desire to do that work. There's just like a barrier there. And usually it's like self-worth or fear. Right. For sure. And so like addressing that, like I'm worthy of taking time for myself for being regulated and for healing and caring for myself. And um, then it's sometimes the fear because I've existed my entire life this way. What happens when I dismantle this?
0: For sure. And the fear of just what's going to come up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you have any tips for moms? I mean, both of us are super multi-passionate and like doing a ton of different things and like crazy raising humans and like working on ourselves and raising businesses. And do you just have like any tips for moms who are like really ambitious, like we are to help them um, calm their nervous system, regulate their nervous system on like a daily basis? Yes. And this is
1: going to be super disappointing to you because your husband and daughter tell you this all the time. It's to slow down. So <laughs> when your body is telling you to, to speed up, what you actually need to be doing is slowing down. So and it doesn't mean you move slowly, it doesn't mean you do less. And the thing I found when I've like just practiced this in, in the morning routine, like I'm getting lunches ready, I'm getting kids to school, if I slow down, and I'm like, Okay, what is most important right now? What do I need to focus on? And I slow down and fully focus on that I'm actually like, 10 times more productive because I'm regulated. And yeah. so reminding yourself of that and like, just slow down, be in the moment with your life and your kids and your business. And then I like to build natural like barriers or systems for rest so there's times where I'm not on my phone I'm not working part of my problem I don't know if you have this is that I'm a little bit of a workaholic I also have a Virgo moon I don't know if you're into astrology but that's like a very like Virgos are workaholics a little bit so um and so I have a hard time like I love my business I'm super passionate about it but I get caught up in like working all the time and that kind of keeps me activated like so it's like setting a boundary with myself, reparenting myself that like, you're not going to work after this time today, or you're only going to work for this many hours. And, and because our lives are so enmeshed, like it's on my works on my phone, it's easy to get sucked into like, oh, I can just post this TikTok real quick. I can just do this thing. But really holding that boundary with myself has been really, really helpful in regulating my nervous system. And just know it's going to be scary at first and your nervous system will revolt because it views any change as danger because we like chaos, we like comfortable. And so um, taking it at 1% increases. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rest 1% more today if that's what you feel like you need to do. I'm going to slow down 1% today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just figuring out what you can do 1% today to help move you towards regulation.
0: I love that. And I feel like those healthy barriers too, I like that you call them barriers instead of boundaries, because sometimes I feel like boundaries is like, I don't want to set boundaries, Um, but can help you avoid the burnout, right? Like so many of us can go, 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 because we don't give ourselves the permission to like, we don't have to be working all the time. We don't have to be on our phone all the time, even though like everything is here. It's like bringing ourselves back to the present and really like being able to shut it off is so important to help us not get to that burnout piece where we're like, now I have to like start, like now I have to like burn it all down, right? Because I'm like there.
1: Right, and I think that comes from like that pressure of feeling like I need to do this now. Like, why can't I make a note on my phone and do this later? Yes, I had a really great idea, but why do I need to do this now? Right? And so I n- not everything needs to be done right now. And right. just reminding yourself of that and giving yourself the, the trust in yourself that you will do it later. Right. I think that's where it is for me. Sometimes it's like, I don't trust myself to do it later or to find time to do it later. And I've had to like, okay, I'm going to trust myself to get this done later and be intentional with my time with my kids right now.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, I love that. And we could probably sit here and have this conversation for like ever, but where can my listeners find you?
1: So on TikTok, uh, my TikTok is at mindful as a mother. Um, podcast is Mindful plus mother, wherever you find podcasts. And then my Instagram is at lens underscore Adams, LCSW.
0: Perfect. And I will link all that down below. I also, will you send me the link to that $7, um, thing mm-hmm. you were talking about? Cause I feel like that would be really beneficial for really like anybody. Cause they could apply it to themselves too, right? Not yeah. just children. Um, so that will be really good. And thank you. Thank you for yes, being you're here. So welcome. Thank
1: you for having me on.